What is up, humans? Better Sovereign Show. Five-ish minutes to help you become a sovereign or be more sovereign, free, individual, free thinking, critical thinking, human. Weak humans create bad times. That's what we're seeing today. I just hope that the world that is created through all of this really, really bad social justice and now climate ESG nonsense, printing of fake dollars and fiat paradigm, basically, and all the governments that use it to prop up their corrupt, overreaching, and just disgusting political nonsense. This is what you get. And I hope it's not so bad that my sons grow up in a world that is not free and just terrible. So when you remove personal responsibility away, right? when you have this narrative that is, hey, it's not your fault, you're marginalized, or you're this, or you're that, or someone else's fault, or it's racism's fault, or systemic racism's fault, or it's it's unfair because you're a girl and guys had it all, or you're now trans and that person, normal people aren't, or like, why are they even called normal? I mean, it's just, it's just like never ending. Like there's always some victim narrative. There's always some reason to blame someone else for your situation. And what's really crazy is when you, when you make it about immutable things like gender, race, height, sex, whatever, you are literally talking about something that you can't change. And what that's doing is by highlighting that and then try to blame it on projecting and blame it on someone else, you give up your agency to do anything about it. Like do anything about your life, I should say. You give up your agency to improve your life. And so you'll just become a victim and your life will suck more and longer because there's not actually any one person that you can, you know, get payback from or get to do something to fix. I mean, you might convince yourself that they should give you money or whatever. And that's a whole slippery slope of socialism and fascism and communism and Marxism, which actually a lot of people do believe in because they haven't lived through any of it, which is ironically funny, absurdly tragic thing about that. But when you remove personal responsibility from the lives of citizens, you get an extremely fragile society and the society breaks down and it already is. You can literally see it happening in America. So this is a quote from a book I'm reading. So modern day weak humans are ruining America. Social benefits and safety nets have deprived people of the ability to take responsibility for the consequences of their actions and learn from their mistakes, creating a generation of snowflakes and unicorns who unscrupulously claim victimhood whenever anything bad happens to them. Now, there's so much in this quote that you could unravel and talk about. But the simple idea that you convince somebody that they don't have to actually do things in the real world because they're a victim and they deserve some kind of reparation or consideration or exemption from real life. What you do is you deprive them of their agency to improve their life. They quite literally become Pavlov's dogs, learned helplessness, where they cannot not be a victim. It's really, really tragic. And at a large level, it's very scary for a society that can go down that path because the more people that buy into that narrative, the more politicians will appeal to that narrative. And the more those politicians will write laws and regulations and other things to make things, as they perceive, more fair. And what they will do is intervene and they will create absurd interventions through government, which we know is almost always... Uh, at least ineffective and a lot of times creates other problems. It's like whack-a-mole. You write one law, it does this thing, 
There's all these side effects. And then you try to write more laws to get those moles down. And you just end up creating, eventually, over enough time, a totalitarian police state where certain words are banned. Or you even get like George Orwell's 1984, where you can't literally think an idea. Or the cameras that read your mind will throw you in jail. And, you know, <laughs> we all know how that ends, basically. Very badly. Weak humans create bad times. The big question of the age, because as I think about this, I feel really, in some ways, disillusioned. And so much of me wants to just opt out of society. It's like, what does that mean, though? What does that mean for the future? If people like me that are willing to critically think, stand up for what I believe is right, what I believe is true, defend things like the Constitution, freedom of speech, right to bear arms, things like that. If I opt out or even leave a place like America, I feel like more people will do that. The free market will respond. Now, America is such a big place. And there's so many good people here that it's a legit question. Like, do I leave them here to basically rot? Even the people that aren't really engaged in all the nonsense, they're going to be victims of those that are vocally outspoken and that are going to then sway the politicians and the agendas and the corporations, all the nonsense. And then the majority of people, which I still believe is like literally the majority of Americans don't buy into any of this crap, but they're going to be pulled along basically because they're not acting or resisting by the vocal minority. This happens all the time. This is what has been happening in 2020 with rioting and Black Lives Matter and gender stuff and whatever. Now they're trying to come after speech. Now they're trying to label things on social media as problematic or not factual or whatever. And then apparently they're deciding what's fact. Government, corporations are deciding what's fact and what's not. It's insanity. As I talk about this, I, I honestly don't even know what I should say. Like, I don't even know what I can offer you. I still have hope. I mean, for me, Bitcoin is hope. Bitcoin is probably the best chance we have at keeping the overt encroachment of these moronic politicians and all their identity politic bullshit. It's probably the only thing we have to really keep them at bay. Like the free market, when people can leave and take their financial energy with them to anywhere in the world, they'll go to places where they're treated better. And that will mean less tax revenue, less people coming, things will die. Like it will happen. There's, there's towns all over America that have died as let's say a big corporation like um, GM or a cola, or I think it's a cola or a cola, whatever the big aluminum manufacturer was. They left this city. I think it's upstate New York somewhere, small town. And it's dead. You can find houses for like $10,000 because nobody wants to live there. There's nothing there. So that can happen in mass. Like imagine if a hundred million Americans just decided to go populate the rest of the planet. There's plenty of space, plenty of places to go. There's plenty of places that would welcome us with open arms. And it, we would create commerce and we would build infrastructure in these new places. We'd hopefully bring capitalistic ideas and freedom you know, of speech and other ideas like that, that made America so great for so long. I guess I would say that for you personally, the, the actionable thing here, if you think you're the victim, if you in any way engage in the victim mentality, you will manifest reasons in your life to be the victim. Like you get exactly what you focus on. You get exactly what you think about. And if you find reasons why other people are to blame and your life is so this, so that, whatever, you're going to create that. And the answer is you don't blame anybody. You take extreme ownership, full control. You study stoicism. You realize that everything in your life is your decision and thus in your control. And then you do things, you interact with the environment, with the world, with reality to manifest and create and build what you want to live the life you want. It's like, that's it. Like, that's the secret to life. 
And what's great is when you take responsibility and take ownership and you do things and you create things, when you actually get results, you feel really good about them. It doesn't even matter if Jeff Bezos got billions of dollars and you only got thousands or whatever it is. When you create something through your hard work that is directly proportionate and correlate to the result you get, that's what fulfillment is. It is a worthy goal, work towards, with energy invested, and yes, sometimes pain and hardship, and then result. And then all that energy, pain, ship, and hardship that you spent to get that result is the exact reason why you feel so good about the result. This is the duality of life. If you study Taoism, you really understand how this stuff works. Without pain, without toil, without struggle, you actually can't have fulfillment. You can't have appreciation. This is why people that are born into wealth, they struggle finding meaning in life. Because for a lot of us, wealth and money, finances and building things and contributing to society and getting paid for that, that is how we find fulfillment in life. And if you remove that from someone like a wealthy child that's born into privilege, I don't like the word privilege, but let's say born into extreme abundance, they don't have to do anything. That can be very psychologically traumatizing. And a lot of people struggle to figure out what they should even do with their life when they're born into that kind of situation. That's why I don't ever envy the rich. Never. So that's going to be for today's show. Went over a little bit, I know. Get on the Better Human newsletter over at Colin.coach. That's the hub where you get all the shows. You can also check out the Better Human podcast, which is about five-ish minutes a day. I also got some interviews that throw in there every so often. You will get that as well over on the Better Human newsletter. I hope to see you in the next one.